welcome to Awakening Today. This is our resource to help you in the Bible reading plan, which is available at our website, awakeningchurch.com. We're so glad you're reading the Bible with us, and I guess I should say we're so glad you have read some of the Bible with us, because this is actually our final podcast episode as we come to the conclusion of the Bible reading plan, reading Colossians 1, Ephesians 1, and Luke 11. And so thank you for reading with us. Thank you for journeying with us through the wisdom literature of the Bible. We hope over the summer to offer many things through the School of Faith. So stay tuned for what we have, summer studies, more Bible reading, more development of our hearts and our minds as we focus our attention on Jesus and his word, even during these difficult times. Today, let's wrap things up with Luke 11. Maybe you read this and thought it was kind of a strange passage for us to conclude on. And um, it is. It is a strange passage, but it highlights something very, very important as we get to the end of the Bible reading plan in wisdom literature, which is this. Now what? Now that we have read the Bible's wisdom, what do we do with it? Now that we have contemplated and studied, maybe discussed with our small group, all of the wisdom literature, what, what do we do next? And where do we go from here? Because when you read just Proverbs, let alone Ecclesiastes and Job and some of the Psalms that you've read, you can feel it to be a little daunting, can't you? To keep track of all the different Proverbs, to keep track of all the different things that the Bible is saying and how to respond to it. And one reason I find the teachings of Jesus so helpful for me is they're simple. You know, if you need a reminder, you can go to the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7. Last year, we spent six months walking through the Sermon on the Mount, focusing on Jesus's words. And man, it was incredible. But what uh, is always so fresh to me when I read those words is how simple they are. You know, Jesus, he says, if somebody asks you for a coat, give them the shirt off your back too. He says, you know, um, if you were fasting, don't make it a whole show. Just clean yourself up. You know, this is, these are simple, beautiful commands for us to obey. And here in Luke 11, we get some wisdom from Jesus about what to do with everything. It actually, the passage starts with a question. Um, well, it's actually a command from the, uh, the, the, the disciples. You know, it's the first time the disciples really ever ask Jesus to teach them uh, anything. He, he, they never ask um, Jesus to teach them to forgive, to teach them how to love, to teach them how to build the church. It just says right at the beginning of Luke 11, verse 1, it says, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And after this is when Jesus gives the famous Lord's Prayer. This is Luke's version of it, by the way. You can find Matthew's in Matthew 6. But here in Luke 11, they say, teach us to pray. And this is the start 
of what we do with wisdom. I want to give you three things from Luke 11 that Jesus tells us we can include in a life of obedience. What do you include in a life of obedience? What, do you, what are the key ingredients for us as we move forward in obedience to this wisdom literature we've been reading? Where do we go from here? Three simple things. Prayer, simple obedience, and honesty. Prayer, simple obedience, and honesty. I think if we have these three ingredients in our life, we will respond to the biblical wisdom with courage and integrity. First is prayer. The disciples say, teach us to pray. And you'll notice, you know, Jesus doesn't say, well, just pray however you want to pray. You know, the disciples say, teach us to pray. He says, pray like this, our Father in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And he goes on to deliver the Lord's prayer. And so one ingredient for you as you walk through wisdom literature is to pray every morning for wisdom. Jesus puts it this way. He says, give us our daily bread. He says to pray like that. Pray for your daily bread. Well, part of that is going to be your decision making. Jesus says to pray that the Father's will would be done. That's going to require wisdom. Just like we studied in the book of James, it says, James chapter 1, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously. And so, where do you take the Bible's wisdom literature? You take it right back to God. I love this prayer, and I, I pray it. I probably pray this prayer every day. I'm not exaggerating. I just pray, God, Give me wisdom. <laughs> it's that simple. Sometimes I, I add the area, God, I need your wisdom in ministry today. God, I need your wisdom with my family. God, I need your wisdom for this relationship or this issue. I just need your wisdom. Simple prayer. The second thing is simple obedience. If you look at Luke 11 down in verse 27. Jesus says this. You know, uh, it says a woman shows up to him and says, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But Jesus replied to her, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. You know, she wanted to bless Jesus's genealogy. And he's saying the ones who are blessed are actually the ones who simply hear the word and obey it. Again, what we've studied recently in James chapter 1 and 2, to hear the word simply and to do it. The end of the Sermon on the Mount is the, um, the man who builds his house on a rock versus the man who builds his house on sand. The one who builds his house on the rock, the only difference is that he heard the word and he put it into practice. Simply obey. So what does this mean? Read a proverb, practice a proverb. Just read something and practice something. Read something in scripture and find an opportunity to practice that today. Simply do the next right thing scripture is asking you to do. It will powerfully change your life. When you look for opportunities of ways you can obey God's word, it will transform your life. Here's Dietrich Bonhoeffer, great quote from the um, 
German theologian from uh, the World War II era. He says this, humanly speaking, we could understand and interpret the Sermon on the Mount in a thousand different ways. Jesus knows only one possibility, simple surrender and obedience, not interpreting it, but obeying it. That is the only way to hear his word. But again, he does not mean that it is to be discussed as an ideal. He really means us to get on with it. That's from Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, The Cost of Discipleship. He really means for us to get on with it. Prayer, simple obedience, and finally, honesty and humility. The closing section to Luke 11 is a little damning in some ways. It's Jesus' rebuke of the Pharisees and the religious leaders. And he gives a couple of metaphors in Luke 11, 39, 43, and 46. He talks about a dirty cup where we hide the inside of the cup. That's dirty. Present the outside to look good. Misplaced priorities of justice and worship and where you place your money. And then judgment of heaping burdens on people that they cannot bear. What is Jesus drawing us to? Honesty and humility. When we practice the scriptures, when we prayerfully practice the scriptures and respond to God's word and wisdom, it is essential that we maintain humility and honesty. What do I mean by that? I mean when we do not do this, when we fail the standard, we move to confession. We do not move to cover it up. We do not move to try to angle our life in such a way where people think we're perfect. We remain fiercely committed to a non-hypocrisy life. You know, in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, I'm reminded of the verse where Paul says, let love be genuine. Do you know what that Greek word is in uh, uh, translated to that's genuine? It's translated genuine, but the word in the Greek is anahypocritos, which literally means anti-hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. Let your obedience and love to Jesus be without hypocrisy. When you fail, own it. When you sin, confess it. When you fall short, wear it. We all do. We all fall short. We are all not perfect. The most freeing thing I have learned to do, and this is a hard thing for me, Man, I want to be seen differently. I want to be seen as perfect. But one of the freeing things to do is to learn the art of confession. And so who are you confessing to? And how are you practicing honesty and humility? Prayer, simple obedience, and honesty and humility. These three facets from Luke 11 help you guide your life as you practice wisdom and respond to the wisdom literature. Friends, it has, been, <clears throat> it has been a great joy to be with you on this podcast. Even though we are not together, it's been great hearing your feedback. It's been great getting texts and emails from you on these episodes. And my prayer now is that this Bible reading plan got you started. Continue to explore the scriptures on your own. Continue to open your Bible every day, every day you can. Listen to God's word. Let it give you life. Let it feed you. 
and may you live a life of prayer, simple obedience, and honesty in these difficult days. And we will see you very soon. We'll continue to see you on Sundays and midweek. And like I said, you'll be hearing a lot more from the School of Faith as we move forward. So thank you so much for listening, and may God's grace and peace be with you. We really, really love you guys.